Thanks for pressing play. How about we talk about your career? A couple of interesting points here. According to the January 2018 report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average person changes jobs 10 to 15 times uh, within their career, with the average being about 12 job changes. The median number of years in a job is actually less than five years. But to keep the math simple, if you know me, you know that uh, grade three math was the hardest eight years of my life. To keep the math simple, let's just say that it's five years. It's actually closer to four. But So if you think about it from that perspective, and you take somebody from the age of 25, let's say that's plus or minus when you start to get serious about your career, to the age of 60, and you call it five years, that means you're going to get seven trips to the plate, seven jobs, seven chances to do something legendary or not. So let's talk about what that reality means for your career. My friends at Splunk are the leaders in data to everything. Visit splunk.com slash D, the number two, the letter E, and learn how to turn data into doing. That's splunk.com slash D to E. And my friends at Oracle NetSuite are the leaders in cloud ERP. They are the platform for your business, and they will give you the visibility and control you need. And man, do we need visibility and control. Check out my friends at netsuite.com slash different today for your free product tour. That's netsuite.com slash different. And uh, don't forget, podcasts make wonderful gifts. Spread podcasts, not viruses. Now, hey-ho, let's go. This is Lockheada Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. All right, so if you sort of do that back of the envelope math, and you say the average time somebody spends in a job is five years, that means between 25 to 60, you'll have seven trips to the plate. If you want to handicap it a little bit less, maybe it's eight, maybe it's 10, but probably less than 10. And so for some people, uh, that that's an aha. You're going to get plus or minus seven attempts to do something. So what does that mean? The first one is pretty obvious, which is don't waste your at-bats. You get a very few chances to do something legendary, so make them count. And I think what that means is something my friend Mike Maples from Floodgate says. Uh, he's also got a great podcast you could check out called Starting Greatness. He says, start or join a company worthy of your talent. Start or join a company worthy of your talent. I, I think a lot of um, a mistake that a lot of people make is they they are trying to sell themselves to a company. And I get that. And there are points in your career where that makes sense. However, the company needs to sell themselves to you. You only get seven, eight, maybe 10 times at this. Make them count. Now, um, the next one is when evaluating companies... Most people, I believe, uh, look at this backwards. They look at things like the salary, the title, who their boss is going to be, the healthcare plan, vacation time, the commute, if there's going to be a commute, things along those lines. And look, I'm not saying all those things aren't important. They are important, but they are not where I would start or suggest you start to look. 
The first question is, is this company designing and dominating a giant space that matters? Because here's the aha. If you don't work for a a category designer, if you don't work for a company that's designing and dominating a category that matters, then kind of you don't either. And I know that's really harsh, but it's true. You know, and I'll take a company in the tech business that's a good company, a solid company, but a company that doesn't design or dominate categories really anymore, like a company like Dell. And unfortunately, if you work at Dell, you're not at a company that is part of designing the future, and that's going to impact your career. And so look at it from the lens of, is this company designing and dominating a category that matters? And I'll tell you, if you are part of a company that becomes a category queen, that's a halo effect forever. My last CMO gig was in 2006. That feels like a million years ago today. And that company was called Mercury. And it did design and dominate a category. And anybody who knew about the space and about Mercury at the time knows that we were the ass kickers. We were the company, we were the company that made it happen. And as a result, even all these years later, the Mercury halo still exists. And so my point is the value of being on a winning team, that will stay with you forever. And the halo effect of that uh, will last for a very long time, much longer than you might uh, expect. The second is you should make more money if you're at a category queen. It's just that simple. And if you're in the tech business and you get stock options in that company, then there should be material appreciation in that stock over time. And so typically, if you want to make some money, the way to do it, at least in the tech industry, is have a uh, reasonably good equity stake in a category king or category queen company. That's how virtually all the wealth uh, gets created in Silicon Valley. And so what that means is the second you know the company you work for is not going to be the category queen, it's time to get out. Because um, the only people that make money are the people who work at the category queen. And so if you go back to the job selection criteria, you have to ask yourself, is this company, is the, are the, is the leadership, the founder, the CEO, the CMO, the head of sales, the head of engineering, do they have what it takes to design a legendary product company and category at the same time and become the category queen? And if you're not sure about that, then you probably shouldn't join that company. And if you're already working for a company, the second you know that they're not going to become the category queen, you need to start polishing up your LinkedIn and getting ready to get out. Because remember, you only have seven to 10 trips to the plate. And so the more time you spend not at a category queen, the more you're hurting your own reputation. That is to say, you're not getting that halo effect. And frankly, you're going to make a lot less money. Now, speaking of making money, and as you, as you know, I'm not a financial advisor or expert or anything far from it. But what I will tell you this from a career perspective is wise people take a job where they are getting paid to work and they convert that cash into investments so that over time they build a real nest egg. So you convert sweat for cash into an investment that sweats for you. Some people call this horizontal income. I like the expression because it means you're making money 
as you're laying down. And so what you want to do is get paid for something, make that money, build that nest egg up, and then make smart investments that pay you when you're laying down passive investments. Okay. And the most successful people I know build a portfolio of passive investments over time. And the magical trick here is when you get to a place where your after tax and after expenses income from passive investments, whether it's the stock market or real estate or whatever it is, equals your annual burn, you are financially free. So when your income from passive or uh, horizontal income equals your annual or monthly, if you want to think about it that way, expenses, you now have financial freedom because you don't have to work to pay your expenses. I call it paying for the party. And that's a magical day in a person's life. And so as you're thinking about your career from a financial point of view, also be thinking about Will this job allow me to pay my expenses, save enough, build that nest egg, whether it's from salary, bonus, things along those lines, or stock options, things along those lines, to begin to build that nest egg so that I produce an income stream that doesn't require me to work to pay for the party. Ultimately, that's the financial move that we're trying to get to. And so I would encourage you to have that headset. The other thing on the more personal side is, hey, if you're only going to do this seven to 10 times, only work with legendary people. Why would we ever want to waste a moment of our lives working with people who we don't think are legendary? And so if you look around your company and you go, you know, there's a lot of people around here who aren't that smart, not that committed, don't really work that hard or, or what have you. Why are you there? The most legendary people I, want, I know want to work with other legendary people. My father, Bruce, is a trumpet player. And um, he, uh, he taught me this very early in life. He said, whenever I get to be the best trumpet player in a band, I start looking for a new band. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Now, look, maybe in business, you want to be one of the smart people in the room, for sure. <laughs> I'm not advocating stupidity, although I behave stupidly <laughs> on a fairly regular basis. What I am saying is, Legendary people work with other legendary people. And you show me the three people you work with the most often, and I know everything that I need to know about you. So as you think about your career, think about who are the legendary people that I want to be associated with. So what would I leave you with? Number one, don't waste your at-bats. You get seven to maybe 10 at-bats from 25 to 60. That's what you're dealing with. Number two, start or join a company worthy of your talent. Number three, do it in a way that allows you to convert work that you get paid for into investments that pay you. So build your financial investment uh, nest egg and create your own cash flow flywheel so that one day your investments pay for your expenses. And um, the next big one is in order to get that done, either start or work for category queen businesses. And the minute you know you're not at a category queen business, maybe it's time to get out. And then the other big one I would ask you to think about is, do you feel like you're making a difference in your work? And look, I don't know if my experience is going to be the same as yours or anyone else's, but what's happened for me over my life is in the beginning, I was just trying to make it. 
just trying to survive. And then once I answered the question, you know, is Christopher going to survive? Then I was more focused. I'm talking from a financial point of view, of course. I was much more focused on building value for others. And so I guess what I'm trying to explain is over time, if your life is like mine, uh, making a difference to others becomes increasingly important. And the more you don't have to worry about your own uh, safety and financial security, the more focused you are on others and making a difference for others. So I'd also tell you to use that as an important lens for making the decision where, what job, what company am I going to invest my life in? Because the older we get, the more it matters that we feel like we are truly making a difference. All right. I hope that helps you uh, give it hopes. I hope that helps you (laughs) as you think about your career and that you're not wasting your career. You're doing something legendary with it. All right, we would like to thank my good friends at Atrenet, A-T-R-E dot N-E-T, helping you conquer your category, building legendary B2B websites in Silicon Valley for more than 20 years, Atre.net. If you live in Australia, my friends at rapidmedia.com.au are there to help you uh, execute legendary marketing. That's rapidmedia.com.au. If you're interested in building your own and designing your own category, my friends at Category Design Advisors have a brand new Category Design 101 set of videos out starring my buddy, co-author of Play Bigger, Kevin Meany. Visit CategoryDesignAdvisors.com slash blog today. And uh, why not pick up a copy of number one uh, Amazon bestseller, Niche Down? It makes a wonderful gift. All right, I need to remind you that this podcast is the sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network, and it goes very well with libations. Please don't forget to tip your wait staff. Uh, if you like this podcast enough to listen, why not share it with your whole team? Today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. Please conduct, uh, contact your lawyer, shaman, mystic, doctor, priest, rabbi, uh, or, or other uh, religious leader before acting on any of today's episode. Um, don't be lame. Get out of the passing lane. Prius drivers, talking to you. And uh, we are produced and edited by living podcast legend Jason DeFilippo. Check out his podcast, Grumpy Old Geeks. Sarah Knox and Jamie J do legendary technical execution around here, and they build Lockhead.com. Show notes by Diane Gervasio. Candy Dandy keeps all the trains running on time. Don't forget that Maya Angelo was right. Listen to Van Halen and stay legendary. The thought I'll leave you with comes from Kurt Cobain, who said, Wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. All right, that's it. Stay legendary on a tour together again. Follow your different. <laughs>